5: with Jason McIntyre.
6: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, November 8th. I hope everybody had a phenomenal weekend. Oh, there was so much fun happening in the world. The weather outside in Los Angeles was just gorgeous. Maybe a little cloudy, a little foggy, but still nice, pleasant. You could go outside and breathe because I had to do a lot of that on Sunday, folks. After what was... The biggest bloodbath uh, the NFL has seen this season. Absolute chaos everywhere. Survivor leagues imploding. Nobody scoring in fantasy. I mean, folks, the Buffalo Bills and the LA Rams and the Dallas Cowboys have some of the best offenses in the league. They did absolutely nothing. I don't know what happened. Was it a Halloween hangover? Was it? I've never seen anything like it in the NFL. I mean, we've got so many topics to cover, uh, college football will not make this episode. I'm sorry if you came here for college football. If you came here for takes on the Lakers getting squashed by Portland over the weekend, no, I'm not chiming in on that. This is all NFL because what the hell? How do we make sense of this? I'm going to, I'm going to, what, what's the saying? Let me help you. Okay, let me try to help you. It's almost like this will be therapeutic. I'll try to talk through what the hell I think I saw. And maybe as I'm talking through it, Rob will come chime in as the voice of God Jason, that is incorrect. And, and and we can start to make sense of what on earth happened because, folks, when the big takeaway for me potentially is that the two best things that happened over the weekend happened to quarterbacks who were not playing. Tom Brady had a bye, and he comes out as a big winner. Tom Brady, it's like you forgot about him. So many young quarterbacks. We love talking about the young quarterbacks. We love everything. Is Tom Brady your new NFL MVP leader? He didn't even play. He was like in the clubhouse with a 60, well, let's say a 69 for jokes. Um, and, and it was like everybody else just was spraying the golf ball all over the, all over the course. Out of bounds, in the drink. Aaron Rodgers did not play due to COVID, and it kind of worked out in his favor. I thought Jordan Love would be better. He was, eh. I mean, they couldn't score for the first, what, 50-some-odd minutes to get the late, cheesy backdoor cover from Jordan Love on fourth down. And I, 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 Aaron Rodgers, MVP leader? I, I don't know. Like, it was just such a crazy weekend in the NFL. The Kansas City Chiefs are not a good football team. We established that several weeks ago, right? I told you I'm off them. I'm not betting on them. I'm glad I didn't. But, I mean, there's so many crazy numbers from the weekend I can throw at you. Like, I don't know, the 49ers haven't won a home game this year. And we'll get to the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan shitting his pants again. Uh, I thought Peter King was spot on a couple weeks ago when he said Kyle Shanahan had to beat the Bears, and he beat the Bears, and he got a reprieve, a stay of execution, if you will, and then went home, lost again against Colt McCoy, and Colt McCoy did not have D-hop. It was a as gutless of a performance as I've seen this season, and yes, I bet on them, and yes, it's frustrating, but back to the Aaron Rodgers-less Green Bay Packers. They somehow, with their own... Awful defense. Held the Chiefs. Are you ready for this? 3.8 yards per play. I don't know what's wrong with Patrick Mahomes at this point. Like, does he just not get it? Uh, Is Andy Reid just refusing to install a new offense? Are they refusing to change? We've talked about this for weeks now. It's over a month. We know what the opponent is doing. We've got to adjust, and the Chiefs just don't look like they are. I mean, they're, they've they gone from one of the most exciting... Remember we were calling them the Golden State Warriors a year or two ago? Like, that's how exciting they were. They were putting up 30, 40, 50 points on the reg. They're unwatchable now. They had 13 points, zero in the second half, against the Green Bay Packers. Like, do we know how... The Packers were without Jair Alexander. I don't believe the Smith brothers played. Uh, of course, all the big takeaway on social media from that game um, yeah, the Smith brothers did not play, was where the Chiefs sat Uh, Jordan Love's mom and Jordan Love's girlfriend. They were in literally the last row of the stadium. Um, Welcome to the NFL, Jordan Love. Uh, you know, I'm not going to crush the kid. He, you know, listen, Spagnolo gets it. Jordan Love has no idea what's going on. Let's just blitz him every single time. And, you know, the guy, he had really no chance. He did have the nice fourth down t- touchdown pass. But, like... He had no chance. Uh, Chiefs' defense is getting better, but the Chiefs aren't one of the better teams in the AFC. And by the way, I know I've just rambled without like stopping to take a breath because that's how chaotic Sunday was. But if you look at the AFC playoff picture, folks, essentially there are two entire divisions in the mix now above five hundred. AFC North: Ravens, Steelers, Browns, Bengals, all over five hundred. AFC West. Chargers, Raiders, Chiefs, Broncos, all above 500. Then you have the team with the best record, the AFC, the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> what the hell is that? The Tennessee friggin' Titans. Yes, I've been wrong about them. I owe the city of Tennessee, Nash Vegas, if you will. I owe them an apology. I'm so wrong about that team. And then you have the AFC East, the Buffalo Bills, who have the best point differential in the NFL. I'm sorry, in the AFC. Um, And all of a sudden, they look mortal since their win over the Chiefs. I I don't know, Rob. I I really don't know if it was a Halloween hangover. Is this a mid-season malaise? A little alliteration for that ass on a Monday morning. Um, I haven't even mentioned the New England Patriots, who very, very quietly and very, very ugly are starting to scare me. And it's probably too early, but, you know, we like to be a little early on things. The, Pil- the Patriots, and I watched that Panthers game because I was on the Panthers. I gave it out. I felt confident about it. You know, uh, 14-6 at the half. Uh, this is how confident I was. I'm no joke. I bet the under-20 first half it pushed. Um, I was all in on the Panthers. And third quarter, Sam Darnold drives him down the field, looking good. 88-yard pick six. That was when I lost my SHIT for the first time and my wife told me to be quiet. And it was... It was a little vocal um, in in Casa de McIntyre. Um, and then, you know, it's 21-6, and Darnold drives him back down again into the end zone and an interception. And at that point, it was, you know, it was curtains, and I think I probably said some things about Darnold I regretted. I actually said, and I'm not, listen, I'm not embarrassed to say this. I keep it real with you guys, you know? But, like, my, my son is nearby. And I say, man, Sam Darnold, if I... And I stop myself, and he goes if what, dad? I was like, you know, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't even think that. That's that's not not a nice thing to say. I don't know what I was going to say. But bottom line is Sam Darnold was very, very bad. And then Julian, I don't know if you guys saw this, Julian Edelman went on social media and just tweeted out like the image of a ghost after the second interception. Uh, You know, Sam Darnold seeing ghosts. The numbers for Sam Darnold let me call them up here, against Bill Belichick, are just heartbreaking. So he's faced Belichick four times. Sam Darnold in four appearances with the Jets and now with the Panthers. He has nine interceptions and one touchdown in four games. And I'm I'm just uh, to keep it fully honest with you, Mac Jones is not very good. He's not winning these games for them. And they're beating bad teams, but the Patriots are alive and kicking, I'm telling you. All of a sudden, the teams that we thought were awesome in the AFC, the Buffalo Bills, starting to come back to the pack a little bit. Maybe it's just the midseason malaise. Kansas City Chiefs, very much back in the pack. Chargers got a nice W. Um, uh, Rob G's Raiders, I'm sure he'll want to chime in on uh, whatever the hell that was in, in New York against the Giants. Not impressive, but... You know, I don't know who the best team in the AFC is, and, and and you cannot get me to admit that the Tennessee Titans are the best team in the AFC. I just don't think they are. I'm sorry. I, I don't. They don't, first of all, they don't have Derrick Henry, and their offense against the Rams in what was one of the worst Sunday night football games I can recall. They had 195 yards of offense deep into that game. That's it. They average, I think it's. Let me get the exact number for you. Call up the box score here. They averaged 3.8 yards per play. 194 yards of offense. I'm sorry, 3.5 yards per play. You're telling me less than 200 yards, less than 3.5 yards per play, and that's the best team in the AFC? No, they're not. Listen, they're winning great as dogs. Um, Let's see what happens when they're favorites again. But Rob, I, I don't even know where to begin um, trying to pick up the pieces. I, I will just say this, before, Rob, before I give you the floor to um, go back at anything I said and fire away. Um, I'm in a Survivor League, I told you guys. it's they, It pays in the high five figures, and 2,500 people are in. Um, I had two entries. One of them I lost on the Bengals. This week I had the Colts, so I'm in good shape. Two weeks ago there were 1,100 people left. The Bengals lose. It's down to like 550. Now with Dallas and Buffalo getting bounced down to 257. From 2500 to 257, I'm alive and kicking. And now I'm just full-on afraid. Because after what you saw on Sunday, I don't know how you can have confidence in any team in the league to win anything. The biggest upset of the season coming into this weekend was Bengals losing as 10.5-point favorites. There had been no other double digits. This weekend, we saw the Cowboys who took on money game day, the Buffalo Bills, 15-point favorites, and they were getting bet. After James Robinson, the only Jacksonville player, was ruled out, people kept betting the Bills up to 16 and a half. So the Bills and the Cowboys lose as double-digit favorites when there was one before the entire season. And then you want to toss in the Rams, who were a touchdown, and the Saints, who were a touchdown. And you're like, I don't even know what to do, man. Maybe this was a one-off, and this was a wacky weekend, but... I don't know, Rob. I'm having trouble making sense of what I just saw on one of the craziest Sundays, maybe in a couple of years. Oh, yeah, that that's an
7: understatement the last couple of years. I mean, I don't think I've seen a weirder NFL Sunday. And, and this includes last week when we had Trevor Simeon and the great white hope, Mike White, you know, leading their teams to big victories. You know, when you have what I thought was the best team in football, the Rams, get blitzkrieged, you know, Ooh, on the field, Creek.
6: Nice usage. but
7: at the same time, the team that did it to him, just to your point, had less than two hundred yards of offense and was basically inept on one side of the field. You know, uh, when you have the Dallas Cowboys, who are easily the most talented, I think, offense in terms of skill position in, in all of football, and they're getting skunked, I think, all, all the way to the fourth quarter to a very mediocre Denver Broncos team. When you have the las vegas raiders let me throw them there you know if you've got to do it yeah traveling over to new york marching up and down the field getting in the red zone six times and only scoring one touchdown it, it was just a really really weird it, it's even hard to make a hot take about it because it, so many things happened that didn't make any sense
6: yeah, it's a, it's a tough one for your Raiders. I mean, the Giants are really bad. Really
7: they had bad like there. 10 guys who were on COVID this week, and and they yeah. still lost. But I mean, I guess if there is one big takeaway, and you brought it up earlier a few minutes ago, the, the biggest winner on Sunday, and, and I can't believe I'm even saying this, was Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers took a lot of arrows last week, and rightfully so, because what he did was irresponsible and reckless, and the fact that he lied about it made it even worse. And then he gets caught in the lie and he doubles down. So I think he lost a lot of respect from a lot of people, you know, with the way he conducted himself over the last five or six days. But when it comes to on the field, I've said plenty of times, Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. Like the way he plays the position is better than anybody I've ever seen. And when you saw what he was able to do against Arizona last week, minus his top 3 receivers, minus 3 or 4 of his best defenders, go into a hostile environment in Arizona against a previously unbeaten team, get the win, and you think hey, you know, th- these Packers are legit. They they might be if they're not the best team in the NFC, they're they're definitely right there. And then all these guys come back offensively. They go to play a I'm not going to say mediocre, but the, the, the Chiefs are not good. We've already established that. They're not a good football team. And their defense is one of the worst ones in all of football. And they can't do anything without Aaron Rodgers.
1: You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive.
10: I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
5: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
6: Uh, it, it was almost like the entire league. Uh, I don't. I don't want to get be. I know it even sounds conspiracy theorist to say, how could so many good teams lay such a big egg this week? It's almost like the league needed to be flipped on its head in some way, shape, or form because it was basically Rob. Now, um, as as you were talking, it just dawned upon me. I jotted I jotted this down. So, two of the teams that pulled the bigger surprises: Denver, which you said it was up thirty to zero. So they traded away Von Miller this week. Now, one of the interesting angles to that was Von Miller hosts an annual Halloween party. And according to some reports that I, I was able to read, the younger players usually kick in and help pay for this Halloween party. And Von Miller gets big names because he's you know a big star. He gets Migos or whoever these rappers are. Von Miller went to the Young Guys this year. And apparently a bunch of them, led by Noah Fant, was like, nah, man, I ain't paying for that shit. And Von Miller's just like, oh, man, these young, egotistical guys. Huh? get Trade me out, of, get me out of here. And they traded him. Now, I don't think, obviously, a Halloween party is a reason to trade him. But that I think it sounds like reading some of these reports, that was one of the last straws. And it's interesting because they trade Von Miller, and the defense played its best game of the year by a mile, Rob against a juggernaut of an offense. They were missing Von Miller, who was their best pass rusher, because Bradley Chubb, their other best pass rusher, is injured. They they had a seventh-round draft pick, a linebacker out of Ohio State, had two sacks, two tackles for loss. He was everywhere. And I think if you—I watch that game kind of closely. It appeared to me from the jump that the left tackle replacing Tyron Smith, his name is Steele— he was just like a turnstile. They were going, I mean, Dak Prescott was under duress. Like, almost every third and fourth down, Dak Prescott was being forced into something. And they went 0-2 on fourth down early in the game. And it was like, oh, geez, this is a problem. And I just wonder if that Denver team was, like, galvanized um, with Von Miller out. Old head out, and it's a bunch of young, new guys. And they all got together, and they put a whooping on Dallas. Dallas had not been shut out at home in over 30 years, and that defense held them scoreless, I think, for like 51, 52 minutes. Um, And then the other big trade, and I thought about leading with this, but, you know, I don't want to pile on, especially. I went on Cowherd Show Friday, and, um, you know, I kind of went in a little bit on Odell. Some of the Browns fans gave me shit, and then they were silent on Sunday when they won. But it's clear to me that Odell Beckham was the distraction in Cleveland. It wasn't Baker Mayfield's play, which wasn't great, I think we can all admit, but Odell was the distraction. He is the star, and you cannot have your star being a wide receiver. You just can't. It doesn't work like that. These divas, they don't work out. It just, they can be talented, but if they don't get the ball, they pout, and they bitch, and they moan, and they become a problem, and Odell was the distraction. He's shipped out of town, and lo and behold, the Browns' offense erupts. And yes, they got a pick six from Denzel Ward to start the game. Which is really, really nice, and yes, they got a seventy-four-yard touchdown run by Nick Chubb, but Baker did hit Donovan Peoples-Jones in stride on like a sixty-yard touchdown. They had, I think, they were for the the first team in something like ten years, fifteen years. To, uh, I'm sorry, since 2012, so eight years. First team with three TDs of sixty or more yards, and then they came out of the locker room at this to start the second half, energized, feeling it three straight scoring drives right down the throat of their opponent. And I know people will say, wow, they did this, that, and the other. And Baker, you know, Jay, look at his stats. He wasn't amazing. Again, it's less about, oh, 14 of 21, 218 yards, two TDs, you know, quarterback rating, uh, best of the season. It's less exactly about that. It's It's more, if you watch the game, you can see he's not totally rattled and focused on, I got to get the ball to that one wide receiver who's a star. There's none of that. There isn't that, oh my gosh, do I need to look at him on a slant? If he's open and I don't hit him, he's going to whine and cry and pout and slowly come back to the huddle. Nobody else acts like that uh, unless you're a wide receiver diva. And Odell Beckham is the number one guy. Baker was composed. I know there was really never a tough spot for him in this game because they were leading most of it thanks to the early uh, uh, pick six. But again, his QBR... Highest of the season for Baker was 60 in the opener against KC. It was 80 today. His quarterback rating highest of the season 122 in that loss to the Chargers when Odell was shitty and dropped a pass. 132 today. I, mean, I it's less about the hard numbers and it's more. Uh, and I don't want to be body language guy and confidence guy. But if you don't feel like there's somebody you need to feed every damn time down the field, on every drive, if he doesn't get a look, he doesn't get a target, he's looking at his numbers, he's chirping, he's upset, he's unhappy. Like There's no petulance from anybody. Donovan Peoples-Jones, who are you? Go run the routes or we'll replace you with the next man up, Anthony Schwartz or whatever his name is. Let's see what happens. I think Browns next week against the Patriots, Rob. For my money, I think... That's got to be the game of the week next week, does it not? Oh, I, I don't know if I would call that the game. I haven't looked at the schedule. No, that's, a, that's huge I mean, it, in the it's, AFC. It's
7: big for playoff implications, but I have no interest in watching Patriots and Browns.
6: For, it's not going to be a for everything game. that I you, will bet the Everything
7: under. that you said about Baker Mayfield, Like you, you did such a good job of painting the picture where it's like, well, don't look at the hard stats. Yeah, because the hard stats are terrible. I, They're not terrible. 14, I just said his
6: QBR and his quarterback rating was of the best of 21 he's had this season.
7: for 218, and one of them was a wide open 60 yard touchdown. So you take that away. He's 13 of 20. Uh, he did miss Odell. He
6: has missed Odell wide open earlier really.
7: and, and, and this idea that Baker Mayfield, you know, he, he he's more free. He's not locked in on OBJ without him. You know what's funny is he wasn't locked in on OBJ when he was there either. That, that's the reason why his numbers were so bad. Because he could not seem to find him ever, so and his target share was was down. I think the worst in his career with Baker Mayfield this past season.
6: You want to hold on? You want to bet that Nance and Romo are at Browns Patriots next week? That I, I well at least that looks like the best CBS game. Maybe they go to Tennessee for New Orleans. Trevor Sivy, and Ryan. Oh no, no, it's gonna be the Taste of Hill uh, game. H- what are
7: you talking about?
6: It might have to be. Yeah, I'm looking at the schedule. If you don't
7: mind, I got some thoughts on on OBJ as well. I mean, disregard the Browns. Uh, Friend of the show, Mike Florio, put out on Sunday that Odell Beckham Jr. has three teams in mind that he would like to go to once, if and when he clears waivers. um, Oh gosh. On Monday, I think Monday or Tuesday. I think it's later today or Tuesday. Uh, Now tell me what this says about OBJ when you hear these three teams: New Orleans Saints. <laughs> San Francisco
6: 49ers, Seattle Seahawks. To me, I, I, well, I don't know why he'd want to go to Seattle. He'd be like the number three receiver. Lockett well, and, I mean, and met uh, I'm DK sure that that would better. be the, the best
7: fit for him because they got Russell Wilson, they got DK, they got Lockett, but they're not making the playoffs. They're they're so far in the hole. that's not going to happen.
6: Well, it, wait. By the way, is Russ coming back next week? Or I saw he's putting all these videos on IG. That, that's about what that's out what the rumor stuff.
7: mill is saying. That we could get a Russell Wilson Aaron Rodgers showdown in Week Ten. Well, we'll mm. see.
6: No, those those have but, always been. Good. So, I, I I don't think they're going to make it after you. I I don't think so. But Rob, after this weekend, should I rule anybody <laughs> out? I mean, other than my Jets. Um, yeah, I think everybody's pretty much got a crack at the playoffs in the AFC. Faux show. Sure. Well, I, I guess I, I I went
7: into this whole process once I found out that Odell was going to be available. I'm thinking he's going to go to a team that's either got a fantastic quarterback, which you can take away San Francisco and New Orleans, because neither one of those quarterbacks are any good. Russell Wilson's good, or he's going to go to a team that is smack dab in the Super Bowl race, and he's going to be the missing. But they don't want him. And that's what that, I guess that's what's surprising to me is I don't no. know how or when his star fell that quickly.
6: Wait, what were the cities again? Just say them. New Orleans. Them. Well, I think he went He went to LS. Yeah, so that's the only right? thing I can think of. Okay. He, if you think he's a, acting like a punk to Baker Mayfield, what the hell is he going to do to Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill? That's a good point. I mean, Michael Thomas hated it there. Well, he's Michael still Thomas there. Thomas did so not he, trust I think he still him. hates it there. Right. Okay, he's still <laughs> there, you're right. He he does not trust anyone there. They leaked tr- uh, you know, they leak that whole story of the, the athletic. No, that is a terrible idea. Okay, so cross New Orleans off the list. What's the next one? San Francisco. One? I mean, that's the toughest division in football. And you have the worst quarterback I, what, uh, with argue I don't of know the division.
7: I, is he not the worst quarterback in the division?
6: He's the worst quarterback in the Okay.
7: Division. And then here's the other thing. I I don't want to pile on, I think I get to this later. Led by Kyle Shanahan, the offensive guru, the mastermind, oh, one of the man. most creative offensive minds in all of NFL history, who has had 14 seasons as the lead play caller. He's an offensive coordinator or head coach in his career. Ten of those 14, he's been in the lower half of the NFL, which means the back half, 15 or lower. And nine of those times, he's been in the 20s. So, somehow, somebody has has pulled the wool over all of our eyes that Kyle Shanahan is this great offensive mind, yet somehow he never actually produces like a great offensive mind.
6: Yeah. The media loves them some Kyle Shanahan. It's staggering. The numbers don't back it up. I think when we had Peter King on, what was it? Four wins. He had five seasons as a head coach. He has had three losing seasons, and this one is also a losing season. Um, by the way, they play the Rams next week. I don't expect McVay to be as bad. Um, I guess let's check the Stafford injury, his ankle during the game. He had a back thing this week and missed a practice. Um, but the, obviously, we're getting that, what, week 10? There's, I mean, every divisional matchup among two playoff teams is must-win. And, you know, Rams, Niners, this might be San Fran's last stand. But I, I cannot... Unsee that Sunday night football performance from the Rams, Rob. It was ghastly. Like, uh, I, it's not like the Titans were great. The Rams just could do nothing. They could do nothing right. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention uh, is can we, can we just go to the Buffalo Bills for a second? I know nobody cares about the Bills outside of Bills Mafia. And, you know, we are able to track what areas listen to this podcast a lot. We're not huge in Buffalo. Maybe we will be if I start shitting on Josh Allen. But, Rob, remember this. Early in the season, first two games, Josh Allen comes out, definitely below average quarterback. It was like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Was the one season, was Rob, uh, Rob, was Josh Allen's one season an aberration? MVP candidate. Was it? And then, of course, quickly he turned it around. Remember that game that went over the Chiefs on, I think it was Sunday night or Monday night, one of them. And it was like, okay. Bills murdered them in the rain. They are the new beasts of the NFL. Do you want to know what they've done since that game, Rob? They lost to the Tennessee Titans in a game they should have won. I will admit. They they moved the ball up and down the field. They just failed. Josh Allen slipped kind of inside the five on fourth and goal, and that's a wrap. Then they just played with their food for three hours against the mighty Miami Dolphins uh, and were able to cover with a late touchdown. An unimpressive performance to anybody who watched any of that game. Josh Allen did have two touchdown passes and he, he was fine, but they they, they, they did not look overwhelming against a very bad opponent, a divisional opponent, um, and none of the numbers will back it up. And then they come out and for Rob, the second straight week, they just look unimpressive against a shitty team. And listen, the Jacksonville Jaguars stink. I was very wrong about Urban Meyer and Jacksonville this year. I thought... The ingredients were there. I mean, they were without James Robinson, their only offensive option. The numbers skyrockets to 16 and a half. The Buffalo Bills could not get in the end zone against a Jacksonville defense that just got torched by Geno Smith last week. And they lose 9-6. Now, there were two, and this is where, you know, from the gambling aspect, it, it appears obvious, like, oh, the Bills stink. But then you dig a little deeper. They were down two offensive linemen. And lo and behold, the Jacksonville defensive front woke up. Maybe they didn't go to Halloween parties. They had four sacks of Josh Allen. He was under duress all game. He forced two bad interceptions. And lo and behold, like, is Jacksonville live to be feisty the rest of the way? I don't know, but Rob, I'll say right now, when you ha- it, like, I don't, I don't recall Super Bowl contenders looking so ordinary in like multiple weeks, and I will just have to say, uh, nobody at this point has stood out to me outside of Aaron Rodgers, Bucks. I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers, Packers and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Aaron Rodgers outside of the first game. You look, oh, you look away from that game, and they, with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, have been great. Tampa Bay did have, I think, they have two losses, but they've they haven't looked like the, how as putrid as the Bills have. Um, and I think the two best teams are in the NFC. Rob, if, if if you ask me right now, it's the Green Bay Packers and Tampa Bay Bucks are the two best teams. And oh, look at that—they've got a forty-four-year-old quarterback, and they've got, I think, a thirty-nine-year-old quarterback who kind of wants out. Does that surprise you at all, by the way? Tampa Bay at Washington this week. Tampa struggled on the road, but they should win that game. Uh, it's a little bit surprising. Uh, I, I A real, real
7: quick aside before we uh, talk about the quarterbacks. Um, I was texting with Lamar Mitchell from the MGM Grand earlier on Sunday, friend of the show as well. He's come on this pod. He's come on the uh, radio show I produce. And he's a very, you know, mellow guy. He doesn't really get too really excited. I always ask him about the books. And this is all he says. He says, quote, yeah, not a lot of cashing going on at the windows today. <laughs> That's not
6: the most relaxed flex I've ever seen in the history of uh, I mean, Vegas sports books. I mean, it was, uh, you know, a lot of guys made money the last, like, what, three weeks? You know, guys who were considered the public, guys who are betting 20, 50 bucks, and they don't, you know, dive deep and look at the analytics. They're just basically, hey, I like that team. I'm going to bet them. And they had a good three-week run. They had struggled early in the season, and they lost all of it. I'm telling you, every teaser got lit up. I, I, I've been cashing teasers. Uh, I, I, my picks are on, on Fox. You guys can go see them. Teasers have been extremely lucrative this season. The, the six-and-a-half-point teasers, the seven-point teasers, because those big favorites, they weren't losing. Well, <laughs> they started losing. The Bengals uh, to the Jets, and then you know the aforementioned this week, Buffalo Bills, obviously, and uh, Dallas Cowboys. And L.A. Rams, <laughs> I mean, it was it was a bloodbath. This was a brutal, as brutal a week as I've seen. Now, uh, I went two and three in the contest, but it just feels to me like uh, I, you know, I got to stop putting this much energy into it. I'm just so pissed that I will not be in the cash. Um, been close a couple times, but still haven't, you know, $1,500 entry fee. It's a little frustrating to not be able to uh,
1: cash. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive.
10: I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
5: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game... Is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet.
6: All right, Rob, let's quickly... Um, is there any lean for you on uh, Monday Night Football? Yeah, I would say this is like a decent game. Um, on paper, Chicago Bears franchise versus Pittsburgh Steelers franchise sounds good. But the reality is like Justin Fields against his Pittsburgh defense is going to have a lot of problems and the Pittsburgh defense stinks uh, on the back end at least. The secondary is not very good, but the Pittsburgh offense is horrible. So this game kind of reeks to me as like a 17-6 type slobber knocker where maybe I'm taking a peek at LaMelo. By the way, I was going to go to LaMelo ball uh, versus the Lakers tonight, but my son has a uh, club basketball game. I know it's very random, but – I don't know, Rob. I, I think I got to go with the Steelers in this one.
7: I'm going with the Steelers as well. Not only because I think, you know, with my head that I think that they're going to win this game. And I think that their defense is going to give Justin Fields a whole of a lot of problems. I, I don't see Chicago being able to move the ball very well against them. So I am taking the the Steelers. Fairwise, minus- Tutty? Seven. My, yeah, minus seven, and the under, 39. I, I agree with you. Under 39? So not only do I think that's going to happen, it's also exactly what I need to happen because I am down by 22 points in my fantasy league with the Steelers' defense going on Monday night. So I need like a, a, a fumble recover touchdown and five sacks from TJ Watt for wow. me to walk away
6: with a W. That, that, listen, two, two defensive touchdowns is not out of the realm against these guys. And by the way, uh, Justin Fields got sacked, I think, nine times by the Browns. And if you started the Bucks defense against Justin Fields, they had a bunch of turnovers and sacks. Like this is, I think this is in play for you. Um, Honestly, if they if they pull this off, well, it's rare to hear you taking an L in fantasy. You've been on fire so much the last two years. But just a quick reminder: when Justin Fields has faced good defensive lines, his offensive line gets pummeled. Browns twenty six to six, Packers twenty four to fourteen, and it wasn't really that close. Bucks. 38-3. 49ers, 33-22. Like, Chicago, when they have to step up in class, it has been ugly. Now, don't tell me the Bengals win in Week 2 was up in class. It was Week 2 of the damn season. And, by the way, uh, the Bengals were down 17-0 in that one um, because of the Chicago defense. So I I don't trust Justin Fields here at all. Um, I have Khalil Herbert, so I'm just praying he gets loose for two or three touchdowns. And that's can that be in play? Any, Any shot it, of that?
7: Bro? It definitely could. I mean, I have Khalil Herbert in one of my other leagues too, and I and I benched him mm. just because I don't. I, I think that that Pittsburgh is going to force them to throw the football. I think yeah. they're going to crowd the line of scrimmage and make them throw it. And I just don't trust Justin Fields
6: if you I, I can't find a number on it but i would look at the rushing yard prop for Najee Harris i honestly i don't trust this bears defense at all and when they're down Khalil Mack who is out uh, when they're down Eddie Jackson the safety this is a defense that's going to struggle i mean Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners last week mowed them down up and down the field i think they scored on like four straight possessions at one point what do you think that Najee Harris is going to do he's probably going to catch a ton of passes uh, on swings and um, he's going to run the football pretty well. Uh, also, I'm going against Deontay Johnson and Claypool in one league, believe it or not. Some guy has both those. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this is a Steelers win. I will I will predict uh, – I'll go 20-9 to nine Steelers with the win. So, Rob, you're under uh, and the favorite. Yeah, so we're right
7: there. We're lockstep. Yeah. So you know what that right, folks, Chicago and the over is going to hit. You know that's what's happening. Of course,
6: typically given Sunday, yes. Uh, <laughs> all right, this is a long Monday podcast. Uh, we haven't sorted out our uh, holiday plans yet, but bottom line is, I like sports, I like work, I like talking. If you didn't know that already, so <laughs> you know when you're needing to get away from the family over the upcoming holidays, you'll have me to lean on. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
1: Psst, there's a shortcut to platinum status at Shell. To saving 10 cents per gallon on every fill every day. Just fill up six times with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline, and it's yours. Plus, you'll rejuvenate your engine. Get ready to level up performance, rewards, and savings. With continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors, Platinum Status is earned with 12 fill over three months, 10-gallon minimum per fill-up. At participating Shell locations, terms apply. Visit fuelrewards.com status.